shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree there's a light in the window just salty gals inside i'm not sure if they're witches but you know that's implied and the storytelling ego swelling pillow talking moonlight walking sea Welcome to the Sea Hags <laughs> Podcast. I am Katie Nordgren. And I am Chris Jeppa. And today with us is Helena. How are you? Hi, I'm well. How are you guys? Good. Oh, we're, we're good. You're hungover. I'm a little hungover, yeah. I, like, have been being very good around self-care in the last little while. And, like, I had really bad heartburn, so I, like, wasn't drinking or anything mm-hmm. like that. And last night I went out to see my friend Tanya Gosnack play some awesome music, some right solo on. stuff. And then her band Red Herring... <laughs> That she sings backing vocals in are like so fucking good. They're nice. amazing. They're like weird, proggy, like I don't know. They're really great. And the guy has such an operatic voice, and his voice and Tanya's voice blend so perfectly together. That sounds so. Great. We were just gonna go see her set, and then they were so good. Like we wound up staying just super late down, and then yeah, drank some whiskey in because I haven't been drinking. I really feel it, and I don't like it. <laughs> Whoopsie. Yeah. Whatever. It's all fine. <laughs> I mostly behave myself this weekend. I'm trying to rem- I'm trying to like just go back. I saw a movie. You did say last you were night. drunk at the movie theater. Yeah, I was only like kind of drunk at the movie theater, just as drunk as you want to be. Diamonds. I bought beautiful diamonds out of the children's vending machines, uh, just because you know I ball. Uh, and God, what did I do on Friday? On Friday, I just feel like I've kind of been up to some social stuff lately. It's been it's been nice. It's it's felt like a pretty good balance. Oh, I remember what I did on Friday. This is something I did want to talk about and couldn't remember when we were doing our little pre-show chat. Uh-huh. Uh, I did a fitness assessment oh, at yeah. a place. I finally kind of bit the bullet on on getting fit because, well, getting fit, on actually doing something about it instead of just being like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> you just wait. And uh, just do it. I knew you were going to do that. I was trying to just um over. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> just to cut you off. Damn it. To stop your Hamiltonian. Don't stifle me. I won't. I won't fence you in. Uh, but I've been, I've been like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for the last two years. Cause I just want to be, have the big beefy Xena arms Oh nice! and throw around her spicy frisbee as we've coined the term <laughs> her chakram. Amazing. Her spicy frisbee. Uh, so I went to this place and it's called strong side conditioning, which oh, is, nice. and it just like looks like a CrossFit gym. Cause they got a big tire and I walked <laughs> in and they're like, the tire does not factor in as often as you think it does, but it is. It does play a role in the in the contract you sign if you sign up here. Uh, so I did this whole thing, and I did end up signing up. It's very expensive, so oh. I was reading all the fine print. And it gets down to like the end of the waiver for if you die. It's like oh if you die on the prefer- on the premises, we're gonna put you into the big tire and then roll you into the Fraser River. <laughs> No, not really, but this is just to check that you've read this far. That's so funny. It was Aww, really they, funny. They brown M and M'd it. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really funny place. I just walked in and I thought I was going to be so intimidated, but there was a ton of women of all shapes and sizes in there, and just you know, it was about a third men, uh, and everybody's just getting getting beefed with nice. their uh, with their muscles and their, their weights, <laughs> and. Uh, there are superhero things all over the walls. Like, the guy who runs it's a big Marvel and Star Wars nerd. So That's there's awesome. just all this nerdy shit. There was a girl who's wearing, like, a full Hulk t-shirt. So, like, the Hulk's face was her tits. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was just super nice to me. I was like, okay, fine, I'll sign up. It's, like, almost, it's, like, $270 a month. It's, like, personal training, and then it's self-directed, but huh. supported. And so I'm like, I'm doing it for three months. I'm going to see what happens, because yeah. I am not motivated on my own, okay. you guys. I'm not. They, they took me through all of these tests to see, you know, which of my muscles are working, and if, if they're not, what's compensating for them. It's called neurokinetic therapy. 
and uh, basically I discovered that, that all my shit don't work <laughs> is, is pretty much the oh, case. No. So, so they were like, oh, okay, you have like your adductors are pretty strong. Your biceps are very strong. But, oh, your psoas muscle, which is, like, in your butt, um, yours doesn't work at all. Like, it, it doesn't turn on when you try. Like, but, I, Katie, they, you have an ass that won't quit. What's I know. Happening? My ass gave up a long time ago, apparently. <laughs> or there's, like, c- compensating things. But, like, my glutes don't do anything. Apparently, my diaphragm does most of the heavy lifting for my core and trunk. So, so they're like, we're going to really work on your core. I was like, please, I'm so weak and so shitty. <laughs> so doing these things where they're like, okay... Here, I'm going to push down on your knee and you just resist it. And I shouldn't be able to push it all the way to the table. And it would just be like a hot knife through butter. I was just like, (laughs) I'm trying so hard. (laughs) And it just would be no resistance whatsoever. They're like, wow. I was like, yeah. (laughs) It's pathetic, isn't it? They're like, it's pretty pathetic. (laughs) We're going to fix you, I promise. That's so nice. So it's really like a nice supportive environment. So I was, even though it's really, really spendy. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like, okay, nothing works, and I'm depressed, and why not just throw some money at this problem if I can? That's great. Yeah. Because otherwise you can get a gym membership and have it for three years. And just never go. And never go. Yeah. Yeah. And spend probably more than that. Yeah. Yeah. But this is just, this is three months, and if I don't want to stay, I don't have to, and Mm -hmm. they don't keep billing me for a million years. So That's good. So fingers crossed that three months from now, I come in, and you can hear the muscles in my voice. It's like, hello, yes, it is me, Katie. <laughs> Why do you become French when you're muscly? That wasn't supposed to be French. It was supposed to just sound like a bear was talking. <laughs> I was, was going to have a Russian accent because everybody's always telling me that I look like Zarya from the game Overwatch. Nah. Yeah. And she's like this, yeah. <laughs> she's suddenly Swedish. Uh, she's this super muscly chick with uh, short pink hair and an eyebrow scar. And uh, she can apparently bench press 512 kilograms. Wow. She is a cartoon. That's pretty hot. She can't though. actually. She's got short pink hair. You've seen her before? Um, yeah, well, I was reading about her. I yeah. was reading about Overwatch fans being like, really excited about new characters. And yeah. They gave a little bit, and yeah. I want to, yeah, I think it would be really fun to just, you know, run around being like, hello, I'm a giant Russian lady. That's not an accent at all that I'm doing. I'm, I just want to stop this whole segment and re-record it, <laughs> but we won't. So we'll call the segment Suddenly Swedish. <laughs> Fuck. That's amazing. <laughs> you said it. Suddenly Swedish. <laughs> it's like my biography's title. <laughs> Katie Nordgren. <laughs> Suddenly Swedish. <laughs> Helena, how was your week? Um, it was a roller coaster week. Yeah. Because I'm getting over a cold or a sinus infection. I was really sick. But then I had uh, a bunch of activity, a flurry of activity right at the end of that. So Not a flurry. A, f- a real flurry. And my last day of antibiotics was, like, the last day before all of these events. So oh, then fun. I was up till, like, 2 in the morning. Well, not quite 2, maybe, like, just shy of it. Finishing and then and then up at, at some stuff until now. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to have to warm up. <clears throat> warm up. That's fine. Uh, and, but, uh, yeah, so uh, yesterday was Media Democracy Days at Vancouver. Uh, no, you, I was almost going to say Vancouver Public Library because it's been there for, like, a decade, uh. but... At the SFU Harbor Center, it was at Harbor like Center. Yeah. Of, um, it had to be moved because of a flood. Uh, <laughs> at BPL, a flood oh, at the library. How yeah. are the books? Uh, the book it was downstairs where the conference area. Oh, good. Is, so so just drown some businessmen. Yeah, exactly. Well, and they were really nice. They offered to like move us, but it would have been out in a corner. So we went to SFU Harbor Center. Nice. And that was really good, although um, yesterday was a huge day in Vancouver for a lot of reasons. There were so many things happening. Yeah, there exactly. was, like, a ginormous Kinder Morgan, like, anti-pipeline march. Enormous, yeah. There was, like, 4,000 people or something like I, that. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to read about it yet, but, like, from the people who were coming to us, we're saying at least a few thousand. Yeah. And, um, and a lot of our uh, kind of crowd overlaps with 
anti-pipeline crowd. Um, yeah. So that tracks. Yeah. yeah so, but I was li- really excited because we still had an excellent turnout, even though yeah, um, that was going on, and we were happy for people to be at either and uh, any like there was several other things going on. Yeah, so. you come in, drop in, learn exactly. about some media, yeah. and then go That's about right. democracy. Yeah, Ooh, you learn that a, bit about, a bit about both. Sometimes they come up together, <laughs> sometimes they come up separately. The Venn diagrams pretty much was, a circle for the events. Exactly, a... sometimes one comes first. Is that a small neighborhood grants uh, party thing, too, talking about the project that I did in the summer? What about large neighborhood grants? I when know. do they get a chance to I party? I know, right? <laughs> it's all about the small guys. Exactly. Yeah. Tiny little grants. Well, they actually did a toast that was like, small is beautiful. And I was Aww. like, I was there. Like, and, I was like, and I am beautiful. <laughs> right. It made me feel good. But everyone there was just like, we got to get to Kinder Morgan. So, like, all of the community, yeah. like, sort of more activisty folks like that's right everything Left on the same bus but like <laughs> everything happened yeah. yesterday so anyway yeah. so are you drained <laughs> i'm so drained did yeah. you were you on like the organizing committee to run this event um, or did no, you just go to I was, okay, presenting no I, neither <laughs> I, I was um co-curating a media exhibit that was Ooh. taking place at the same time and it was just an all-day loop we had three screens and then a loop of 11 projects um, and they were repeated for the day. And then we had we had a listening stations with uh, headphones and chairs and some programs, which because it was they're largely like audiovisual and some of them are pretty surreal or elliptical. So we had write ups about the films in the little booklet. Neat. And yeah, so that was really fun, but it was exhausting because I, I had my public face on from like seven in the morning. Ain't until, that the fucking truth? That's yes. far too early to be one's public self. Yeah, I'm exaggerating rampantly. Like I, I was <laughs> tearing up my public face from seven in the morning. Yeah. I really hate that. Like if I have to table at events or things like that where you're just like, hey, come on, come over here and like being engaging. Exactly. And like getting yeah. people like excited about what yeah. you have to talk about yeah. and exactly. then just having pretty much to say the same thing over yeah. and over, I'm sure. Yeah. It's just like, that's exhausting. I don't even know how people that have that as their day to day job right. survive. No, it's, uh, <laughs> I know I'm a bit in, of an introvert in that way. Um, and then I have a friend in town who is part of a performance happening at Vancouver New Music, which was happening after Media Democracy started at eight. And it was basically an experimental music and noise show, which I would normally love. But after that type of a day, I just would, it felt like it was literally sucking the dregs of my batteries just to to hear this. I need quiet. Oh my God. Yeah. So we we ended up leaving at intermission, but uh, yeah, so that was my long yesterday. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I had a funny conversation with my mom's partner about noise music because, like, we were at the Roberts Creek Legion and there were some guys just, like, with a out-of-tune guitar and a fucking didgeridoo and stuff yeah. just, like, <laughs> oh, making no, the cacophony. Yeah. No, but, so, yeah. um, but then he was reminded that, like, our friend, he's like, well, I don't really like this very much, but it kind of reminds <laughs> me of, like, your friends that, like, came over to Gibson's and it was, like, they did all this music that was just really, like... It was just, like, noise. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, it was a noise music show, George. And he was like, ha, perfect. Like, Amazing. he thought that was so funny. He's like, noise music, because it's just, it's just noise. Right. He was so excited. The idea of engaging with noise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this was, like, really voice-based. Um, so there were these uh, bo- bo- voice performers, and they were routing it through their instruments and then turning tables and drumming. And um, But the voice stuff was pretty cool. intense. My friend's piece was really great as well or Aaron G I'll just say her name is that what fun. is that what Jake yes. does yeah what's what's his band called Holdscoff Holdscoff yeah mm-hmm. what's his I'm like trying to remember his full name 
Jake Hardy? Jake Hardy. I don't know why I was like Jacob Holtzman. I'm like, no, no, that's Jillian Holtzman from the Ghostbusters movie. I was combining that with Holtzkopf. So I was at least halfway there. Right, right. Living on a prayer. No, I think my favorite, uh, just like, favorite moment was when they one of the drummers overturned like a container full of cutlery onto the drums and they were all like falling on the drums in this it made a rhythm. It was really quite, or not a rhythm, but a pattern. Like, you know, some, it was good. But I was, yeah, I was loud and I was tired. So. Yeah. It's funny because, like, I really, I understand and kind of can enjoy that stuff intellectually, but mm-hmm. I fucking cannot listen to it it's yeah. really hard for me because i'm just like it's dissonant like just yeah. in my musician brain Your head's trying to rearrange it yeah it makes me really tired i feel that way with metal too like bob plays metal all like lots past and, bob <laughs> and i and and i don't i i love going to a metal show because then i'm engaging with it and processing it for a limited time but as Checking background all the leather. it's just like or yeah leather denim Leather and denim. It's a, a good time. Camo sometimes. I was, we were talking about that downstairs about just going to metal shows, and I was just reminiscing about because I haven't gone to one in uh, ten beautiful years. Yeah. Uh, but I used <laughs> ten to peaceful year. ten peaceful peaceful years. But I I used to uh, do photography because everybody does at some yeah. point, right? And I would go and do, you have to. So I was doing, like, band photography and stuff, and I had a lot right. of metalhead friends from North right. Delta, so I would go and, like, do photos for Mecca Messiah and Muff fun. Goat yeah. and, yeah, Muff like, Goat. Goat Abortion. Or <laughs> I don't actually know the names of all the bands, but there's, like, always got to put a rude thing in there, you know, like, and think about a barn animal dying. And <laughs> but it was, yeah, I went to a show where there was actually, like, goat parts on the stage. Yeah. It was really gross. I was like... This is so fucking extra. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, I just wish I had studs that just could just come out at any time, and I'd be like, "Yes, I belong Ooh. at this metal show," and then I could just hide. Kind of like w- Wolverine, but for shoulder pads. Nick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just to f- fit in spikes, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my first metal show was like I went had to go for a class assignment to a type of music I had engaged with before oh but i chose a thrash like it was really a good show but it was like a thrash lineup with five bands and the crowd was really hardcore and i would say like 80 percent hyper masculine presenting and like they were really nice they were like but it was majorly stimulating to just (laughs) look at the outfits and look at the body language and the communication and i tried to go in the mosh pit and nobody would mosh with me they were too polite they'd always be like oh sorry to me like oh because they're just like oh look at (laughs) yeah i I mean it was it was really that was the start of my interest in metal but yeah, definitely the outfits were a huge part of it. It reminded me a bit of, like, the WWE. Okay. Like, in a weird way, like, how much they were into playing this really... Character. This character, this yeah. Masculine character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and having I, fun with it. Have I, met, have I talked about my, my wrestling paper on no, the podcast before? So. Oh, I wrote a, I wrote a paper on uh, production of masculinity and professional oh, wrestling nice. for one of my... Because uh, I'm very pretentious. Right. Uh, so I like no, to no, take... I want to take something that's lower middle brow and, like, academize it just to see how ridiculous I can get with something. Like, I wanted to try to write the weirdest paper I could yeah. and still get a good grade on. But that's great. No. Because that's, like, the real world. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. And it's I still am very interested in professional yeah. wrestling. I don't love it, but we get the WWE channel and yeah. So I'm always picking things up and I'm like interested in what's going on in their like younger show. Like they have a 
like a testing ground for people who will like go on to be in W like signed to right. the WWE proper. It's called NXT. That's where all the hot young people are, and they I all didn't do all like really cool shit. Like it's always sort of middleweight people doing really crazy things off of the ropes and and like very beautiful acrobatic work. And there's oh. this woman. Her name is Asuka, and she's on loan from New Japan in Japan. Go figure. And she has been just playing this role of like. It's sort of like Kesha meets some sort of, like, Kurosawa warrior type creature. Uh, so she's got, like, neon face paint and, like, bright neon, f- like, fringed um, clothes. That's awesome. And she's just, she, but she has, like, the crazy, like, that, that's her whole thing. She's like, oh, I'm a crazy person, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, she, so she just does wild eyes at her opponents and just intimidates the shit out of them, but she's also an incredible athlete, so she just, like... You know that thing that Black Widow does in the Avengers ads, like all of the trailers, where she does the thing where she puts her legs around someone's neck, like just jumps up and gets them around the neck with her legs and then just twists them down to the ground? Yeah. She can actually do that. Cool. <laughs> like to people, for real. I'm impressed. That's honestly. pretty cool. So it's like, it's it's pretty easy to get sucked into that. And uh, yeah, it was interesting to get to talk about like productions of masculinity and yeah. that like, uh, you know, China even as a, as a wrestler, she had to kind of play with the big boys and she had to be a more masculine character but then that worked against her because she got like harassed about it all the time and then she started becoming hyper feminine in right. response to it and eventually she died yeah like super sad story right uh-huh. there there it's kind of like oh sure you get to experiment with gender and things in the wwe but ultimately they only affirm things that are already mainstream accepted right, right. and anything else just kind of gets quietly shuffled away huh. so it was it was both inspiring and disturbing, I think, to, yeah. to look at it that way. So yeah, Wrestle Boys. Yeah. yeah. Well it's a very it's like a very homoerotic uh scene for sure. Oh it is. That it is. <laughs> I just like those guys that you were telling me about the three New Day? Yeah, New Day. New Day's amazing. They seem like sweet and nerdy and yep. so are they also sort of hyper masculine but then they play with it or uh, I think it's just all play for them. Yeah, they're just cheesy, they're right? having so yeah. much fun all the time. Like they come in with really like positive big smileys, you know, trombone, trumpet, <laughs> uh yeah. Like I think there's like many graduate degrees between the three of them and stuff. Yeah. So it's just really it's nice and fun in response to like you know, there are wrestlers I can't stand the sight of. There's this WWE wrestler named Seamus who is... And I think it's just because I spent so much time around people who are really obsessed with their own Irish heritage and they've confused that for a personality. <laughs> That's not about my friend Nick. That's really just about, like, an ex-boyfriend of mine. Right. Like, some of his friends. Um, and I just think, like, oh, God, this guy is, like, six foot six. He's pasty as a sheet. And he has, like, this perfect red flat top <laughs> and red beard and, like, just hairless he's so pale he's almost blue and he wears like like bright green shorts he looks like a jacked fucking leprechaun Ugh. like it's gross <laughs> yeah so it's like not everybody's got a good gimmick i don't dig that at all no no it's i, I could show you a picture of him and you'd be like ew <laughs> i could feel your reaction i'm not gonna body shame it no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah, you can body shame Seamus from the wwe body shameless <laughs> body shameless <laughs> i like it i like it very much Man. So this week I went to uh, an awesome book launch um, for a book called The Remedy, which is my professional crush, Zena Sharman, name check. She's this amazing health researcher, does like health policy stuff and is always present at like lots of awesome like femme events. And she got uh, she edited this anthology of queer and trans people writing their health experiences and so some of it is, like, bad experiences that they've had. Some are really good experiences that they've had. Some is, like, future, like, imaginings for, like, 
how a more inclusive healthcare system could be. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. It was like a sweet book launch, and it was like the crowd was all like gorgeous queer people. My favorite. It was lovely. I was feeling a little bit down just because of like all of the world post election oh, stuff. Oh yeah. Is, yeah, is everything shit? Yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. And is so and so I was like, I need to go. <laughs> I need to go to this event and Do like something that's hopeful. Yeah, and yeah. like be surrounded by like a whole lot of like really awesome queer people. Basically, I feel like I like I sort of disengaged from that community. Like, last year I was going to a lot more femme events, and Mm -hmm. I don't know, I still, like, I struggle a little bit with the, like, I'm not actually queer enough to go to these queer events, but I need to just, like, go. Because people are always happy to see me, and I'm happy to see them, so it's like, I'm not not welcome at all, it's just my own shit. Um, But it was just really nice to, yeah, be surrounded by lots of nice folks. It's very hard to be validated as a bisexual. Yes. I agree with that. (laughs) It's it's really, you you get invisibilized a lot, and that's not a word. Well, or, yeah, I either get, you know, when I dated men a lot, I was kind of like, well, am I really bisexual? And now, like, I'm married to a woman, and people call me, li- like, people will just call me a lesbian. Like, you got, right. oh, yeah, hey, lesbian, you got lesbian hair. I'm like, it's not an insult, but it isn't accurate. <laughs> like, <laughs> please, just listen to me when I tell you things. Yeah. yeah. But it's hard, because it's got the word sexual in it, so it always sounds like, eh, when you say it to somebody. Word. There's not a, I know. No. There isn't. No, and... Like, some people refer to themselves as being pan, like, a short for pansexual. Yeah. Which just sounds like you're cooking equipment, pretty much. Yeah, or and it still I, has sexual in it. Yeah. yeah. I guess they all do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... Whenever someone says they're pan, I just picture them with little goat hooves, basically. Cloppity clop, clop, clop. <laughs> little pan pipes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I sometimes call myself trisexual. Because you'll try anything once? I'll try anything... That I feel like trying. Is that, is that Samantha that from uh, Sex in the City? It's not that, that ethos, though. I agree yeah. that, that, that maybe it's too flippant. But, <laughs> I mean, try sexual, like, all right, if you're in gender binary or if you're not in a gender binary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's three. Yeah. That's three. I, somebody, it's probably Merit Kopaz, who yeah. just, like, read everything that she writes all the time, was saying, like, trying to look at bisexual and, like, could it actually be re- reinterpreted as opposed to just like oh men or women it would be like my gender or different genders yeah as the mm-hmm. binary in the bi it's like yeah. a little bit of uh philosophical gymnastics but oh yeah but i don't know i so i kind of dig that i usually just like, say queer because it's the most yeah. encompassing yeah. but it's not favored by many people i know it's hard because i i also find that it fits me the best but like i know a lot of people that are like it's still a slur and i fucking yeah. hate it so. which is some people do some people do i think like academically it's <clears throat> pretty accepted, accepted yeah term. oh yeah but it's also hard because you can't it's hard for me when I work, I sometimes spend a lot of time working through terms and things in my head and then just not being able to control how other people yeah. interpret that the terms mean something different for them. Yeah. So. Oh, God damn it. It's almost like other people have other internal lives and get to do their own thing. That's the, was the no matter was, what who, our intention. <laughs> was showing me the circular diagram of, of how we can communicate yes. our, our thoughts. Like here's all the things I think, here are the things I can put into words, here's what I can say to other people, here's what other people hear, and here's how other people interpret it. So it just, like, gets narrower and narrower, <laughs> yeah. and they're getting less and less of what you are really, truly thinking and saying. And I just, that's yeah. so relatable to me. That's why it's so hard for me to edit my words down if I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's like, but I really don't want anyone to misinterpret what I'm saying. Yeah. But, so we over-preface. And, and then it's even more murky. Yeah. So, like, figuring out how to laser hone your little message if you yeah. have one is really hard. Word choice. Word choice. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I yeah. found a picture of that guy. Chris. Oh, okay. Ah! Oh, God. <laughs> Body Seamus. 
He looks like a cartoon. He does look like a cartoon. I, there's just, his face is weird. I, I look at it and I just hear that song from The Departed. I'm pretty sure that's the song he enters to. That's da 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 Like, wait, no, that's one of my old songs from my old band. No, I'm thinking of that, that, uh, I'm a sailor pig and I lost my leg. You ever heard that song? No. No? It's called Shipping Up to Boston. I'm sure he's from Boston. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Doesn't he look like a guy who has a Bruins jersey? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. We talked, we touched on that a bit last week just with the, the affectation instead of a personality kind of thing. Yeah. But I guess as like a wrestler, you've you got, have like, to have it's an your, affectation. Yeah, yeah. The, you have a character. And then Chris, you're... the Undertaker kills people. <laughs> <laughs> he kills them. I've seen him do it. Why won't they stop him? <laughs> It's just been going on for 30 years. <laughs> anyway. That's pretty hilarious. <laughs> he kills people. Katie, I really liked what you did this week where you decided to just, like, give a whole big love-in to oh, everybody yeah. on your Facebook page, which oh, yeah. was really sweet. She just, like, wrote awesome, like, love letters to everybody, oh. basically. Yeah, I, I got that from... Um, from our mutual friend Chloe. Uh, I don't know who originated it, honestly, but it was just like, hey, like my status, and I will write a message about what I like about you. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, I post a fair bit, so I figure that I'm kept out of a lot of people's feeds because I post too much. Mm -hmm. uh, and really? so I didn't think anybody I don't would think say, you like, post the, I think, yeah, I think I post a very moderate amount of things, but I'm very, you know, self conscious about taking up space. So. Um, and I promo my shows a lot, and so I get really, really, like, bashful about that, too. Mm. So, um, anyway, I posted that, and then I got, like, 55 likes, so I had to write 55 paragraphs about people right. that I found really interesting. I really would like to get a word count on it and see how much I actually wrote that day, because it was a stinking lot. Yeah, it really it was probably did. a few thousand, at least. Right. I liked what you wrote to your mom that was just like, Dear Mom, you made me with your body, so you win. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that was really, I, I couldn't believe how much fun it was to do, because I was just, I've been so sad, like, yeah. ever since, ever since the election and before that, like, mm -hmm. I've just been so wiped out, um, but I don't, I think I mentioned last week that I started taking SSRIs, like, antidepressants, and they've been helping a lot in terms of the, uh, feeling hopeless thing, like, That's... or just, or feeling, like, very, um, po like, pointless and demotivated, you know, like, just not being able to get out of bed kind of thing, like, mm -hmm. still want to stay in bed, but I actually can get out. Which good. feels good, I and know. I don't. I'm I'm very upset and very <clears throat> sad, but I also don't feel like, like I I feel resistant. Like I feel like I have some energy to fight. Yeah, your resiliency is kind of coming back a little bit. Yeah, That's so weird. I. Uh, but doing that all day was just so. I was just. I've been so tired and so bored with life. <laughs> so to just think about like, what do I like about people? It was a great exercise in gratitude, right? Mm -hmm. Just to, the attitude of gratitude. It's it's important. Like it is to sort of reflect. Like I have all these amazing people in my life. Wow, mm -hmm. look at what they they bring to my day to day. Yeah. Like it's awesome. So it satisfies my want to like be kind to people, make other people feel good. But it also satisfies my need to like perform uh, empathy and love, okay. uh, which is I think is like. A lot of people replied to me and said, you're great at leading by example. And that's really what I try to do a lot is just like, make sure it's okay. Like other people know it's okay to tell people that you love them, right. you know, like, and just to be really vulnerable like that, to just be like, you're really great. And I love this about you and not feel like, okay, homo or whatever in right. response to something. <laughs> so like Gavin Clarkson passed last, last week's guest, yeah. uh, he put a mad face on instead of like, you know how you can like something or a sad face or whatever. He like right. put an angry face. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to write something nice about you anyway. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, gross. Um, <laughs> feelings are scary and disgusting. <laughs> they are fun. They, they are, are pretty, they're pretty gross. So 
yeah, it was really nice. And then later that day, I was like scrolling through them and seeing people's responses to them and just sort of crying happy tears. And Aww. it was really nice. So that was the best thing I did all week, pretty much. I really liked it. Me too. Me too. I didn't like your status. Yeah. I know. I decided not to. I'm like, she's got enough on her plate. I know how she feels about me. <laughs> I mean, we do profess our undying love for each other on the daily, yeah. pretty much. So yeah. I missed you this week, though. I was, like, yeah. so busy at work. Yeah, you were. That uh, I just wasn't even around online or anything. My God. It's like you were doing your job or something. I had so much job to do, so man. So much job. Lots and lots of jobs. A real jobby. <laughs> <laughs> that means poop in Scotland. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> She's not lying. <laughs> oh, should we talk about other shitty things that have happened? I guess. We were, we were very mad at Margaret Atwood this yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. I've, I was thinking about getting a Margaret Atwood tattoo for a while, and now I'm really glad uh, that I didn't. Ooh. So I've only angry tweeted at two people before Margaret mm-hmm. Atwood. Like, maybe I... Who were they? Well, actually, no, let's not... Let's. I've also tweeted at Obama and Harper, but I think they don't count because they don't read... Like, that's yeah. just... But uh, TransLink, I tweet regularly at TransLink. <laughs> I do too, and I feel really bad about it sometimes. Um, and the mayor of Abbotsford, uh, when they did that, oh. like, chicken manure uh, dump, I just lost my shit. Did and you so hear I about this, like, Katie? No. So there was, like, a tent city in Abbotsford, and the fucking city dumped chicken shit all over it so people would leave. What? Yeah, isn't that horrible? Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. I have like full body disgust about this. Yeah. yeah. That's vile. Yeah. So yeah. cool. Fuck Abbotsford. Yeah. So then it was like a disruptive thing, which a few other people engaged with as well, where he would be like doing his PR tweets, like, I'm on the ferry going to visit people in Victoria. And then everyone else would be like, Can you smell the chicken shit from there? And like all these kind of things. So I, those are, but so that was a bit of a, I had some twi- tweets, but then the Margaret <laughs> Atwood just like broke my heart and I, I realized I felt betrayed and angry and sad and so I and I deleted one of them and then I left the other one up yeah yeah a lot of people were writing to her on Twitter because she signed a letter in defense of like Stephen Galloway and like the UBC investigation into some misconduct and stuff like that yeah it's all like the we need a new independent transparent investigation into this like, yeah. like, it wasn't done correctly. And then, like, a bunch of really amazing, like, all of the big Canadian lit superstars signed it. Like, Charlie right. Demir signed oh, it. No. Which really disappoints me because I love, like, I've always adored him as a person and a comedian. So it's like. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yes. He's been out of town or something. Maybe so, he'll come back and be like, fuck. I'm really, really hoping that she takes her name off and apologizes. But she's also a very stubborn old lady. She's yeah. elaborated on her position. Yeah. She, she, like, doubled down. even stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She really doubled down on it. Like, no acknowledgement that uh, even, it's kind of arrogant, like, even if they had the best of intentions and it wasn't just, um, you know, reacting strongly to, like, someone you know getting checked on what they're doing in their yeah. position, um, whether it's ethical or not, and whether or not people were harmed by it. I think it's a whole process. Maybe it does need, uh, obviously, the university process is broken. Yeah. But, um, we need to, like, there's got to be better ways to look at sexual misconduct and course. stuff with, like, teachers yeah. and students. Like, Yeah, and I think a lot of people would sign the letter saying that. Yeah. But, si- say, like, basically accusing the school of doing a witch hunt and that women are capable of lying just like men yeah. and yeah. going into this um, from a really elite perspective. I found it to be like a really elite perspective. And then when people called her on it, she just doubled down. She didn't acknowledge like there was no humility that maybe she could have thought some of those word choices through. Um, yeah. Some of those At decisions. least giving an acknowledgement off the bat. People were saying like, just to say, we know that these processes are really hard on the complainants as yeah. well. Yeah. There was just no acknowledgement yeah. of that. And then yeah. when people reacted, it, she got very combative and there wasn't really acknowledgement that they might also have personal and, like, yeah. you know, social justice-related stakes in this as 
part of this community that's yeah. been affected by yeah, so I, I saw lots of people were writing to her, and then she was writing back, like, real snarky shit to mm-hmm. people, and she's like, maybe you should write a letter about blah, 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 and then someone's like, well, you wrote, like, the initial, and, like, your piece in the walrus, like, there's and all also, this also, you stuff. have a voice yeah. on a platform, like, sure, I, I can write a letter, but... Who's, who's gonna, gonna read who's it, gonna yeah. Who's gonna syndicate it? So yeah. that's the access, right? Yeah, yeah, that her, you know, one person was saying, like, there's a reason that I have to do this big tweet thread or whatever and you got published in like a magazine with your thing so like there's definitely stakes and access and you know people who are named as part of the report like as complainants their ability to access Canadian literature circles now is pretty much closed like their persona non grata just really unfair Mm-hmm. It is. They've been labeled as whiny, and it, yeah. and then we have other people coming in with their with their platform, with their power, and saying like, "Oh, please, you know, our good friend wouldn't. Not even our good friend wouldn't have done something like this. But you should have treated our good friend better than this, mm-hmm. and and and, yeah. and done more to, you know, find out that he actually is a good character and all these kinds of things. And I'm thinking like, there are people who are very kind and good and charming who do abusive things. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. It's not like let's kill him. Yeah. Like, please yeah. admit that you've done something wrong and then do things to and fix it. And maybe you shouldn't be forward. in a position of power right now or something. Well, I was yeah. going to say, it calls into question the whole sort of structure of that sphere. And the and I think it's a pretty patriarchal and, like, very, I don't know, like, it seems like it's an elite type of sphere. And so yeah. the pressure that... Canadian literature, you mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, Canadian literature and, like, creative writing, mm-hmm. um, professional creative writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a real disappointment. It was a very disappointing mm-hmm. week to see all those names on there. Miriam, I don't know if it's Miriam Toes or Miriam Taves. I don't know how it's pronounced, mm-hmm. but she's like the uh, she's a Manitoban writer who is really good. I've read a lot of her stuff. She took her name off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this um, other woman, another came. woman did too. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. N- yeah, that she was the biggest name when I saw who took her off. But mm-hmm. and Lawrence Hill, who wrote Book of Negroes, mm-hmm. uh, he came out and said like we are failing women by doing this. Like I I will not add my my name to that list. And I was like, oh good, Lawrence Hill is. That's solid. He's on the level, and then I sort of was really disappointed that Joseph Boyden was the originator of yeah. that or an initial letter because like, yeah. I love his writing. He's a phenomenal writer. Yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna be able to continue reading these people, knowing like that they're not. I was thinking safe about people, that. I had know? three Margaret Atwood books on my Christmas list because I'm not. I wasn't caught up, and then I, yeah. I just took <laughs> took them off. I was like, not right now. Uh, Maybe later. I am. Maybe I am later. pretty caught up. Like I love her writing, and I don't know if I'll be able to stop. But like, I guess it just really calls into question how much I want to have like a bit of cult of personality around the people that I admire. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I want somebody to be super amazing, and so I can be like. Oh my god, I love her. I stand for her. Yas Gaga. You know, like that kind of thing. Uh, And it's just, people are human. And they're they're valuable and stuff. And that's always very disappointing. Because, I don't know. I I feel like I work really hard to be, um, not invaluable, but just, like, always ready to hear all sides of something. Kind of, and not come down super hard on one side or another. But to, you know, champion the little... little person <laughs> I don't literally mean little people yeah. but you know what I mean the underdog the underdog and so it just very much disappoints me when other people don't have the humility to do that yeah they're just like you know they know they know they have a platform behind them and you know it's, it's just I think it's extra hard to swallow that right now because we're looking at and I'm sorry to bring it up again but like the fact that Donald Trump won the presidency of the United States like that there is a bully who won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can't say to kids, like, bullies never win. They're like, oh, clearly they do. Yeah. And they get so much money, and right. they can just do things and not care about how people but feel. But we have and to be still... nice and treat each other good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, do you, how do you keep justifying that to yourself? Yeah. Like, that you, to just keep being a good person when 
there is no reward for it other than just knowing that you yourself are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I I agree. I think I also I was texting with my friend after that, and I said, I, "Well, it's my new motto. I can't have a hero, a feminist hero. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just gonna be sad. And also, um, I, al- I also with uh, artists and writers, I found knowing more isn't always conducive to enjoying yeah. their work. Yeah. Yeah. It's happened with everyone that I've loved and idolized, like Amanda Palmer, oh. Neil Gaiman, like just people that I really obsessed over. And now I'm just kind of like, de- um, uh, Bill Hicks. I had to look at my arm. <laughs> I have a Bill Hicks tattoo. <laughs> so I had to look at it and be like, who was it? Oh, that guy. Yeah. I was thinking about David Bowie, but like he, I don't know, you know, it's just all that kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. There's always ways that people you love can disappoint you. <laughs> so dark. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. indeed. Yeah. So super not that's, into that. That's that's like the one bit of point of despair I've had in the last week. Otherwise, I've been kind of coping just fine, which surprises yeah. me. Just I guess there's no other option. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. In the in the end, it's back to the minute to minute. But that was a really dark week. Yeah. Very dark. It souked. It did. <laughs> in a real big way. Like I fe- felt viscerally ill for a few days. How are you guys um, taking care of yourselves a bit? Like, are you finding you need to do more self-care in this sort of dark time? Or Well, just because of my own, like, weird digestive issues with, mm-hmm. like, fucking heartburn or whatever. <laughs> I've been taking care of myself in that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I already talked about this. I was just getting grumpy about, like, you know, I'm taking such good care of myself and it's really boring. And then it's like, I'm just so that I can, like, function really well at work, right? right? And it's like, I don't want to be too tired so that I can do my job better. Like, I want to... Mm-hmm. And so then I was getting a little bit resentful of just like, man, my job isn't the only thing about me. I should get to do other stuff too. But then I realized that I just really fucking love my job right now. So I do want to do good at it. So yeah. I want to be good at job. I want to job well. (laughs) Do good job. Yes. Yeah. I think I mean more self-soothing than self-care because like self-care and self-soothing are two totally different things that get conflated all the time, I think. Yeah. Uh, And I, I definitely like trying to join a gym, going to the doctor, going to a counselor. Yeah. Those are all the things that I'm doing for self-care. But I, I'm, I'm thinking really, like, I've been doing a little bit extra self-soothing. I've been able to kind of go, okay, I deserve to feel good even though things aren't good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been kind of letting myself do more fun and selfish things, which yeah. often just means, like, putting music on or just watching old shows yeah. over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. sometimes I find that really soothing, just to see things I've already seen. So I know that they're not going to reference the current election. <laughs> it's yeah. There's sort of a debate right now, or not even debate, but just, like, comedians being reflexive about, like, oh, yeah. do we just distract people from actually participating? Like, does entertainment in general just distract people from engaging with the world and that's why like nobody votes and nobody mm-hmm. like actually get and so like people feeling like I was reading Jen Kirkman for a while and I, even on her podcast she was like almost in tears being like my job is like pacifying people and I don't want to do it anymore kind of wow. but like she's gotten over that sort of since but right. the immediate like after the election thing was just like why are we making people laugh? Like, they need to get angry. We don't... It, we need to stop distracting people. Yeah. And so, like, I feel sometimes conflicty about just, like, oh, okay, I'm gonna, like, yeah. just read a book and stay off of the internet because I need to disengage for my own yeah. mental health. But then it's, like, oh, I'm just distracting myself and not actually doing, like, the yeah. real work. But I don't think reading tweets is the real work anyway. No. So I've really made a commitment to, like, show up for shit a lot more. And so, like, yes, um, I do need to, like rest and take care of myself but it's like I can go out in the evening and go to this book launch or I can go mm-hmm. to like a march or I can go to whatever mm-hmm. like 
So I'm going to try to do that more, show right. up and be present. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work. It does. <laughs> I'm not, not really great at doing those things. Yeah. I, I definitely feel the conflict about the, about self-soothing, uh, and still wanting to be engaged, but I can't, I don't think I can get engaged unless I do take the time off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause it just, the whole, the whole last three weeks were so bad for international news and I was really plugged into it that I took after the election I took a week off Twitter and I felt mm-hmm. way better yeah. and now and I went back and I'm like oh I don't I feel worse again so yeah. I'm thinking about just just yeah. leaving forever because I don't think it's working for me as a good tool mm-hmm. yeah yeah so just trying to figure out like oh these certain things are you know instead of being gaining more knowledge it's self-harm in some ways yeah. Like like looking at the same things and getting angry and getting angry and we're very impotent here in Canada unfortunately. Cuz well, I was going to say I really the looking at the same things I feel like if the internet wasn't for me it's like Facebook and Twitter mm-hmm. and then kind of go from there. Yeah. And I I really want to get off Facebook. I think that feel that feeling of like it's dark but my and also just kind of checking that feed over and over yeah. and yeah. up to the minute like um it I think it does affect my mental well-being yeah um but i really wish that blog culture was still a thing and people had the Mm. blog role with their blog and then they just uh yeah um we could read each other's i miss live writing yeah Yeah, exactly or i even miss myspace like i just i used to use it for blogging then i i had subscribed to people and we would chat yeah you know, I, I like the longer it. form updates. Yeah. But there isn't anything like that anymore, hey? Like, it's no. just, it's very pithy. It's very short for the most part. Mm-hmm. And Facebook is so, uh, such a kind of, like, crapshoot. It's like a um, slot machine. Like, what's going to come up next? Instead of, uh, you know, being able to explore kind of familiar avenues and hmm. people's yeah. actual spaces of their own. Huh, really. I hadn't thought about that in a while, but I would really agree with that, actually. Like, yeah. that, that was a time in the internet that I really loved it the most, that yeah. I got the most out of it. And it was, like, more of a good than a bad thing I think that the short form like it's not social media is ruining us necessarily but we're using it as a uh, replacement for yeah. actual engagement probably yeah. but I mean that's that's nothing that other people haven't already said a million times and more eloquently mm. but I, I miss that 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 sort of like being able to tell your own like a, a narrative rather than a piece yeah you know, so, and, and then communicating with other people on that basis, like, like reading people's diaries, essentially, mm-hmm. all the time. Like, you journal physically, Chris. Like, well, you sort of, <laughs> sort of. Well, you, you said you were journaling. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> I thought you said you wanted to talk about it. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're looking at me like, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Journal. Sorry. Yep. You, were setting, journal. you were setting me up for something. I was. I was. And um, I just, I, I found my old live journal a little while ago okay. and, and was going through it and was like, oh no, I overshared so many things. Oh, yes. <laughs> Had to go back and like, find my new login and, and like go back and hide things. Oh my goodness. Yes. What kind of stuff? <laughs> Sex stuff. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. I don't even know. Yeah. But it's just me being embarrassing. Yeah. Kind of like going back and reading what I used to say when I was, you know, 23 or 22. I don't think that ever stops. Like, I looked at stuff from five years ago and I was, oh my goodness, I said that. And oh, the Facebook memories that come yeah. up every now and again. Sometimes yeah. they'll be like, oh, I said that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, you, you set up journal, and then as I was reading over, like, those notes, I'm like, oh, I've already talked about all those things. I just seamlessly wove them into our conversation. Oh, my God. You're such a story weaver. Yeah. Katie, writing out her kind things to friends. I want to have all these people on the podcast so we can tell them nice things about them. <laughs> all of the all of the people who posted all on my... All of the people. Every, all 50 of them? All in one shot. No. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> just kidding. But that was... I remember, mm. I remember, like, when we were first 
doing this podcast, wanted to get guests just on the basis of like, let's get somebody and then tell them why we admire them or their lifestyle or whatever, and then right. like elaborate on that more. So, so ex- sort of exploring why we're friends with certain people we're friends yeah. with. Yeah, that so kind that's kind of how we started out a little bit. Yeah, it was a bit more of that initially, I think. We could get back to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really, of course, we, we went through like a lot of people we were pretty close to right off at the top. Yeah. And then have only just started to sort of re-review or revisit certain guests. Mm-hmm. So we should get Bob back on again. Yeah. He was a really good episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, your, that's your BF. Yeah. He told some good stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he talked about uh, shimmying down a pole at a party in Mexico because he couldn't get down the stairs. So he, like, <laughs> leapt off the balcony and cl- climbed down a pole, and then someone got really mad at him that and said, you dirty right. gringos. <laughs> that sounds about right. You're like, that's him for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yep. Story checks out. I recognize that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have a greasy mustache as well? Oh, yes. <laughs> I always ask him to leave a bit of a greasy mustache, but... You know. The mustache is the powerful, like, it's a weird it's totem. the source of his power. Yeah, yeah. it's like a weird sex totem. <laughs> a weird sex totem. It gives him that energy, you know, that you probably love so much about him. Poor guy. <laughs> he loves it. He's oh my fine. goodness, yeah. Ah, we've got a lot of fun friends. <laughs> it's true, it's true. We really should, we should... Do that more. But yeah. Do more podcasting. Yeah. Forever. So that's kind of the goal. Yeah. But I, I derailed us a little bit just around like social media things yeah. and how everything's so short and lacks context, I guess, is yeah. really hard to like, then you can't really have like a good substantial discussion. And yeah. what I've been having a lot of trouble with is just making sure that your message gets reached. Yeah. Like, or like reaches out and gets mm-hmm. heard because like. You know, for work, I try to do a lot of communication stuff, like we've got this newsletter and, like, our Facebook and Twitter and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you get emails being like, we haven't heard your position on this, we haven't heard anything about it. I'm like, I've been screaming it, but I guess into the void, you know. Well, Facebook's definitely met, like... The algorithms or whatever, like, shit gets buried and a lot to get things. You have to pay, Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. And even then, I don't know what kind of business review standards they have for how that is actually delivered to mm-hmm. people so yeah it says like I did uh finally like a promoted ad and paid some money for it mm-hmm. and it says you know oh you've reached 3,000 people but mm-hmm. it's like that just means they saw it doesn't mean they I know and then like yeah. and but then they measure how many people actually clicked on the link yeah. to your website so out of like 7,000 or something like that three clicks to the website so like wow. it's not yeah, like it's not a high no, so it's not no. really worth it. Yeah. But then it's just been frustrating. So I went to like a community meeting. Mm-hmm. I think this is okay to talk about. Just like people were really upset because another big agency had basically put all these consultations together mm-hmm. and then all the community members were like, we weren't informed about these consultations. They were all held at weird times and nobody really told us. And the people at the organization were so frustrated. Same frustration that I'm feeling where they're like, we we put it in news. We put it email lists. We postered around the neighborhood. Like, what more do you want from us? Like, do you want like they were saying in Vancouver? You sometimes need to go knock on doors. I was gonna say I feel like door to door is still yeah. Like you uh, just have ugh. to go knock on <laughs> doors and invite people to this thing. And if people aren't like personally invited, like they just never. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. I feed. I think it feeds back to the social media thing because on Facebook, um, you get like a lot of views or a lot of information like very quickly mm-hmm. and so you just kind of like it's like the plankton or you just take some of it in and <laughs> filter it through your mental baleen exactly <laughs> um, I, like I know that. about sea mammals <laughs> yeah right 
Um, but like with a blog, it's like someone's more like someone's space. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're in there for a while. Like you're in their room, you're, looking you're, through yeah. their shit. Yeah, which is that's, really exciting. That's how I feel about <laughs> rummaging. It, yeah. all, I love rummaging. The little archive, uh, or like the little drawers. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, ooh, what do you keep in your bins? Oh, that's dildos. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely dildos. <laughs> Never go through someone's bedside table drawer. It's unless you're, gonna be unless you're me, 14 and babysitting, then go for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I look through so many people's shit. I, ha- I quite enjoyed that. as a, That's the best part about being a babysitter well. yeah. and yeah. eating the food. Eating the food was yeah. what I always did. I never snooped. I just ate everything. <laughs> I never drank anyone's alcohol because I was never old enough as a babysitter. Like, I, I wasn't very interested in it drinking when I was 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It never occurred to me. My babysitters drank all of my parents' booze. <laughs> my babysitter was not good. Yeah, she, <laughs> she was a bad babysitter. She was a bad babysitter. Got the boyfriend in your shower. I'm getting six bucks an hour. What's that Do you remember from? that song? It's the song called Bad Babysitter. Oh. It's so bad. No, it's exactly, it's exactly what it was. I'm a bad babysitter. I got my boyfriend in your shower. Ooh, I'm getting six bucks an hour. I'm a bad that babysitter. That was my childhood babysitter. Oh my goodness. Big time. And it's all about like flirting with the dad and stuff like oh, that. Oh, gross. Ugh. Gross. Have I ever told the story? Oh, I'm like, have I ever told you this story on the podcast before? Ooh. But I used to babysit for my next door neighbor and the dad was always really creepy, gave me really weird vibes. Mm. Uh, and this would have been like, I want to say 99, because um, I was 14. And I was trying to do homework on their computer once and I like just clicked down on the nav bar on Netscape <laughs> and it was all like hot teens, teen fuck, teen XXX, like oh, just yeah. like young teens, older men. I was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> And he always just looked a little too long at you, you know? Yeah, it's just no. like, oh, God, this no. is what the world's like, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're both just like, yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, and I eat all of their Nutella. <laughs> That's the only revenge I can have. Yeah. yeah. I did that. I was, I was, like, babysitting for a friend of mine just a couple weeks ago, and ate their food because they said to <laughs> but I like go I like rummaged like put the baby to sleep you know and then just like rummaged and got tasty ice cream sandwiches that they had nice. and nice. then they had sea salt so I cracked some sea salt on the ice cream sandwich <gasps> it was so or seasonal ice cream sandwich so now. Good. Yeah. yeah let's yeah still the best inventing snacks it's still the best thing about babysitting mm. speaking of inventing snacks yeah, we had a good idea for a business. <laughs> <laughs> or like a YouTube series or yeah. something. We're pitching to you now. Okay. Like, well, it was inspired by your costume oh. because you were one of the trailer park boys for Halloween was, and yeah. it was outstanding. The pictures are incredible. Thank you. It's like it, it, like a fan fiction just walked off the page. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. It was weirdly erotic, honestly. Yeah, cuz you were Ricky and your boyfriend was Julian and then there was like then you guys smooched and it was great. <laughs> I was like my fic is alive. I have a fan about them, but if I did, that's what I'd write about. I always really like Julian. I know that he's like an awful whatever, but they're all kind of awful in their own way. Oh no, Ju- Julian's he's so dependable. Julian's the so capable. Yeah. He gets shit done. Yeah, he's the sort of mother hen of the group. That's I would right. say. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Julian is, or no, Ricky is just a total piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. And Bubbles is the sweet, sweet angel. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm saving them fucking kitties. I have a soft spot for Ricky though. I really do. They're all great. Such a poor guy. Yeah. He's just such a shithead. He's just. Yeah. So many button-up shirts with flames and dragons on Amazing, them. Amazing, yeah. Just so good. Yeah. And now fucking, you have one. <laughs> it's a good I fucking dope-growing shirt. Yeah. No, it, exactly. It'll be my lucky charm. Um, no, I felt fabulous in a beard. I yeah. Lo- I loved every minute of it. And I was, like, wearing the track pants, the flame shirt, the beard, and I had some, not as good as it could have been, but, like, fake blonde. 
uh, hair dye. And, and you had the uh, good little uh, sideburny thing. And I had oh, those. Yeah. I cut up the beard actually and like made the. Did side you use your own hair to make your beard, no, or was I there bought, a beard? I bought a beard. I didn't realize you like a beard. instead of the whole thing being like sticky with a beard, of course it's only sticky here, and I didn't realize that. So when I cut it, all this stuff fell out. So I had to try to reglue it onto cloth strips. Oh, oh my! You need yeah. some spirit gum. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had I had a little bit of that, so yeah, I was able to cobble it together in the end. But I felt like I was wearing these. Like they were really dirty when I bought them because they were the only pair I could find. So they, were, I bought like from Used the athletic, dirty track athletic pants. I can only yeah, but I washed them in hot water with like soap and vinegar, and I'm sure they're fine. Yeah. Um, so you got the pee out. Exactly. Um, all the ball scratch. Um, so those are my. That was my outfit, and I felt so good. Like normally I might have a little more like on Halloween. Like wow my holding up and I just felt like I gave no shits I was like this is what it would be like to be Ricky you just wouldn't yeah or be a man I guess well that's the thing yeah Yeah. really it was a really good like it was a good ass drag king kind of look when I did my my very brief stint of being a drag king do you remember that Uh, yeah I was there I also did it yeah I know yeah (laughs) And you had like this little pencil pencil mustache, a little beard. weird goatee, and and but my one and a outfit, sock in my crotch. Sock in my crotch. <laughs> I borrowed my then boyfriend's like cargo pants or whatever, and had boots like big like sort of Timberland boots, yep. like and uh, and a hoodie or a, a beanie. A yeah, toque, like a, a, toque. a toque, and then like but my hair sort of it was short, so it yeah. kind of like came out of it, and it was red, and yeah. so I was patio lantern. I was basically that fucking wrestler guy. <laughs> <laughs> except, no, you're like, much cuter. Yeah. But because so and you would like dance a, to Huxley Workman. Yeah, yep. but uh, I really liked walking around, practicing my masculine body comportment. Exactly, uh, <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah, it was really relaxing to just like strut around and have my shoulders up and like. Oh yeah. But then yeah, being comfortable in those clothes too is really nice. It's like, yeah. so good. Yeah, the track pants and a button-up shirt. It's just good. Yeah. Are they tearaways? I wanted tearaways, but I couldn't find them. That's too bad. It <laughs> would have been great if you had like like oh, like man. flame boxers and you just whipped them off. Oh That'd yeah, be that would be good. I don't know reveal. if Ricky wears boxers. To be honest, I don't. Probably doesn't wear anything. I don't think he does. No, that's just another thing to clean. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that if you didn't have to? But it was a good look. Um, and so this was inspiring to us because we were just thinking like, oh, the trailer park boys and like. And then I think, oh, because I was We're also... talking about what their drinks are. Yeah, and then I was also drinking wine and eating, like, Chicago mix. Yeah. And Chardonnay, this really good uh, Chardonnay from Seal or Seal Later Ranch or See something. Seal Later Ranch? Yeah, that's the one. See y'all? <laughs> I was thinking, hey y'all, the yeah, alcoholic no, see, iced tea. See you later, ranch. Yes, uh, they have a really good Chardonnay. And it's like twenty dollars, and I spend too much money on it, but it's really. So you bought good. a twenty dollars bottle of wine and ate it with Chicago. Mix. It was so good. Oh, it was like such a good pairing because it was like the Swedish, like sweetish wine, and then the sweet caramel and the, like the cheese, like because the Chardonnay was kind of buttery, appley taste. So nice. if you think about it, cheddar and caramel both go really well with apples. It's true. Yeah, she's not lying. So. Yeah. So that was, we were trying to figure out what are our, um, we, we called it originally, we're like, we should call it like a trailer park sommelier, like mm-hmm. give us any kind of dirt baggy snack and yeah. then we can suggest a, a liquor pairing Excellent. with it. Yeah. But then we're like, is that classist to it, call it trailer park? It is. It's, it is. <laughs> but the trailer park boys, you know, that's really what we're thinking of. But then we were like 7-Eleven sommelier. And then you, you got get... like the alliteration. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, that's where you get all fine snacks right. <laughs> when you're high. Or drunk. Um, no, no. And Choose your poison. Yeah, exactly. You get that sweet late night access. Yeah, absolutely. So we were trying to think of. Did we? Did we write down some things or? Um, can I suggest foods because Please. I know nothing about. I mean, 
when I read the description on the label of wine, I'll see if I like the sound of it and taste of it, but I don't know what those names of those wines are. Aha. So, okay. Excellent. I, yeah, took a, some... I took a wine science course. Okay, so, so wine science. <laughs> uh, I was thinking of one, like, Cabernet Sauvignon is, like, the really dark red that has, okay. like, it's kind of spicier yeah. and yeah, full-bodied right. and whatever, so I was like, with the pepperoni and cheese, like, stick that you get in the package, <laughs> yeah. it will go really well with Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> Pep and cheese. Okay. Yeah. What about a corn dog? Ooh, corn dog. A corn dog. Uh oh, you could. I mean, there's any kind of number of beer pairings that would work with a corn dog. Yeah. I mean, but that's 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 easy mode. I yeah. would say. Mm-hmm. What about mm-hmm. a wine? What about a wine pairing so, for a corn dog? Corn dog. It's like a beef hot dog inside of like the. I think it's usually it? pork. Okay, is this mm-hmm. disgusting? I was gonna say, but like this because corn dog's sweet. Okay. Like, yeah. What about like a glass of port and a corn dog for dessert? Is that just disgusting? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I think that could actually so work. Like the bite and then the really sweet like. I could see that working. It might be a little syrupy. Mm-hmm. Um, a corn dog. That's a good challenging one. I was trying to think of what would go best with a Cool Ranch Dorito. Oh yeah. Because that's a complex palette, you know. <laughs> you know what goes really well with it? Just a rum and coke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the answer is not wine. <laughs> yeah, not wine. Although I'd love to figure out a good wine to well, go with. Well, because we were saying Cool Ranch, does it have sort of a blue cheesy kind of aspect yeah, to yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then a nice sauternes, perhaps. Ooh, is that Which white is wine? Like, yeah, it's a white wine, but it's like, it's older. It's grapes that have been left on the vine until they're like overripe. Yeah. And in this one region of France, sauternes, basically, and... It's really like kind of syrupy, almost like a dessert wine, but then you have that with blue cheese and it really is like super delicious. So you can have like mm. a syrupy wine with your Cool Ranch Doritos. Mm-hmm. I'm writing all of these down. So corn dog, I feel could go either way. Cause like, do you want to pair with the breading or with the meat? Yeah. It's a tough call. Like what? Mm. I haven't had a corn dog. I don't think ever in my life actually. Really? Yeah. So I don't really know what it, I, have I like the batter. Weak, I have a weak spot for corn dog. I, I don't like corn though. Is it, is it like cornbread around it's it? It's pretty much it's like, like cornbread. A, it's like, and if it's good, I, I won't say I like all corn dogs, but a nice corn dog, it's like... <laughs> Only a good corn dog. A good corn dog. They have it's them like, at What's Up Hot Dog. Not, we should not go a pogo. Get one. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been known. <laughs> Once in a... <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to pogo. <laughs> but yeah, no, and then the... It's like a cornbread, and if it's nice and fluffy, mm-hmm. and then it's like... And not too thick. I don't like a big... Uh, or like a thin layer. <laughs> yeah, okay. And dip it in some mustard. You know, like... Okay, some, okay. Some, some good mustard. hand gestures. Yeah. <laughs> with so, your corn dog. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking probably red wine then. Some, like, maybe a lighter-bodied... Like yeah, a Pinot like Noir. A Pino, I was thinking a Pinot Noir might mm. work with that, because sometimes it's, it's it can be a really, like, almost Polish sausage sausage mm-hmm. inside like a Costco yeah. dog kind yeah, that's of right. with some that's right. with some sweet sweet corny batter yeah. on the outside. Yeah, I think uh, I think Pinot Noir is the winner. <laughs> that would be a nice one, yeah. Or like what else or maybe a rose. Oh, I I just pair rose with everything. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. What other things? I we wouldn't we should have really thought of this ahead of time. <laughs> like this is a great idea. Oh, it's actually hard. What <laughs> other foods at the seven eleven? Or yeah. just or, or just like coming up with the with the pairings, you know, it's we didn't nobody said it would be easy. Okay. <laughs> you were going to suggest some other foods? Like fried chicken? Ooh. A white, I would say. Uh-huh. Um, and since it's like a nice... Do we have like a good sharp white? Like maybe a Chenin Blanc? Like a sweet, sharp... I think a Chenin Blanc would be really nice. <laughs> you can get like a South African Chenin Blanc for like $12 from the BC liquor store. Nice. So we're yeah. going for, yeah, cheap wine and cheap snacks, but... Yeah. I like fried chicken a lot. Oh my god! I think I'm getting right hungry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I ate before we started podcasting. I got pocky if you want. Mm, nah, I'm fine. We don't like to eat eat on on camera <laughs> or on, on audio. Yeah. yeah, it's not a nice thing to do for people. Mm-hmm. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah. 
Don't do it. No, and then you got the food in your mouth and like. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Eating. <laughs> Vile. <laughs> Unless you have wine to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. I'm what sure there's some ASMR videos with people eating. Oh, there's tons be. of them. There's there thousands of them. What people actually listening to people eat? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Those are the ones I filter out when I'm searching for them. Yeah. Because whereas it'll be like marshmallow eating. There's a lot of fried chicken eating ones from Korea and Japan. Ooh. Because that's like a big event thing in in Southeast Asia is right. to eat, or I guess East is Japan. It's kind of North. Um, I'm not good at geography, right. but anyway, like fried chicken's a huge thing there in Japan, especially mm-hmm. like KFC is their their Christmas meal. Oh wow! Like everybody, they order it like three months in advance. And they get like big old buckets of Colonel huh. Sanders finest. Oh, did I tell you that I I got to try Popeyes for the first time? How was it? Fucking life changing. Really? It was so good. Oh, yeah. I've never had like fast food fried chicken that is so fucking good. Really? Yeah. It's like southern southern style fried chicken. Oh, I do declare. And like a biscuit that was like so salty and amazing. Nice. And this woman that I follow on Twitter um, posts about Popeyes all the time. Yeah. And so then I tweeted at her. I was like, so I went to the States a few months ago and I tried Popeyes for the first time and it was really amazing. And she like retweeted. She's like, I'm crying. Never say that I don't have an impact. She was so happy. <laughs> That's so funny. She's the hero we need and the hero we deserve. Yeah. So I'm sad that there aren't any in Canada because it was really good. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think of what are some other, you could get uh, hard boiled eggs from a 7 <laughs> You can? Oh yeah. You can get a, you get a two pack of peeled hard boiled eggs. Suspect. I've totally eaten that before. Yeah. Yeah. It's hermetically sealed. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. It's It's probably better than one of the hot dogs that's on the torture rack. Oh, I'm sure. I slowly rotate it. I always get taquitos when I go to 7-Eleven. Because you're drunk when you go to (laughs) 7-Eleven. Yeah. And that's the time to be, oh, we'll go with a taquito. Yeah. So something spicy. I usually get the jalapeno chicken ones. Respectable choice. Yeah. 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 Um... Hmm. I would say some kind of a white wine as well. A white mm-hmm. wine? A white wine. Maybe a Gewürztraminer. Oh, I think that would work. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's German. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, kind of sweet, grapefruit, lychee, kind of whatever it's supposed lychee? to go good with. Is it a lychee? I don't know. Lychee? I have no idea. Okay. It just lychee. sounds like leech-like. Yeah. That's, I don't know. <laughs> you know. Just for rebalancing your humors. Oh, like Bloodletting. Yeah. You get it? Yeah. <laughs> Leeches. It took me a second. Middle, middle ages. Oh, I want fucking fried chicken now. Yeah. That's all you can think about. Oh, no. There's a Japanese place down the street that you can get a Sapporo and a three-piece fried chicken for, like, five bucks. What? Which place? Uh, the one next to Takofino. Really? Yeah. Oh, by platform. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> just, like, just take it off mic, guys. Why don't you? <laughs> quiet little... Want to go for fried chicken later? <laughs> You guys are getting off topic. This Do we need even to a- take a break? We've made it an hour. <laughs> All right, let's take a fried chicken break. Okay. We're back. We're back. It's, uh, you know, we went into the recording studio and it was daylight and now it's fucking pitch black outside and it's 4 p.m. <laughs> how, are, how are you coping with November so I far? I don't like it because not only that, there's a bunch of guys who have mustaches walking around. <laughs> right. And I'm, they're not Bob's mustache. So he doesn't have good. a mustache right now. Ooh, what like, the contrarian. Yeah. <laughs> Ever the contrarian. No, I don't. The mustaches are fine. I just, I see a lot of students who are young yeah. and can't grow very good ones. Oh, no. So, so I was like, oh, you, little, you sweet little patchy grease ball, you. Yeah. Porchy. You little porchy. 
We've been watching The Queen on Netflix. The Crown. Oh, The Crown. Yes. Oh, no, I haven't seen it yet. No, or... it's very snooty. Oh, I, I can How much of it have we watched when we talked last week? Um, half, maybe? Because I've totally watched the I've whole thing now. I've finished the whole yeah. thing, too. Yeah. yeah. I was like, did I even like that? I don't know. I honestly don't know if I liked yeah. it or not, but I couldn't stop watching it. It was good scenery, and Princess Margaret's so pretty. She's, <laughs> I just wanted her, I wanted her to have her happiness so much, mm-hmm. and then, oh, she couldn't because the world wasn't ready to accept these new things. Getting married to a divorcee would dissolve the monarchy, don't you know? Don't oh you know. And that already had sort of happened in the previous generation. Oh, yeah. So that. she simply could not do it again. It couldn't be countenanced. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. So then I, after that, I was like, more monarchy shows. <laughs> I don't know why it's like in this whole election turmoil, I'm just like going back to yeah. like revisiting like the monarchy, <laughs> which is your problematic fave. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even be that kind. No. But uh, so bad. But so I started watching that like. It's dumb, but I love it. It's called Rain, and it's, like, a CW show, yeah. so it's, like, sexy teenager, Mary, Queen of Scots, and they're all dressed in, like, Forever 21, like, dresses, but, like, styled up to look like, you know, 1500s hmm. French court. Might have to give that a shot. It's yeah. so cheesy, and all their accents don't match, like, the there's no French accents. Everyone's got English accents, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Barrowman was in it for a hot second as a okay. hot Scottish guy. That was awesome. Was kilt joke? No, but... They was, missed an opportunity. It was so good. He's so handsome. I could yeah. swear that we... Did we not talk about this last week, too? Like, like just the shows that we're watching right now? Because I swear I talked about how I started just rewatching Gallivant again. Oh, I don't remember. Gallivant? Gallivant's a very stupid show that I liked very much. It was from ABC, and it only had two seasons, and it was a musical. Uh, right. But it was an absolutely... It's a huge send-up of musicals, too. It's by Alan Menken, who is a... Uh, he was a lyricist and composer for a lot like Beauty and the Beast and okay. all kinds of like Disney movies and stuff. Ooh. So he is very well known for penning some really, 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 really famous Disney and musical like big style songs, right? And mm. so he put this musical together that's very self-referential. It's very meta, fourth wall breaking constantly. And it's just the silliest business ever. And that's been something that's been really nice to sort of tune out with mm-hmm. a little bit. Maybe I'll switch to that and try to give it a shot. Yeah. But I just started watching The Borgias and it's like already just that I don't want to see incest on TV. I just yeah. don't. I just don't. Even if it's, even if they're actors, you know, it just grosses me out. Oh, wouldn't it be terrible if they were brother and sister actors? Ew. Playing brothers and sisters? Ew. Yeah. Too gross. Yeah. Too gross. And like the father too, like ah, oh, the Pope Alexander. Yeah, yeah, so gross. Disgusting. Uh, I read a lot of books about the Italian Renaissance, and I'll read time, about it. I just don't want to see it. Yeah, it's worse on TV, and especially because they like cast Lucrezia as like super young, Ooh. and like her dad's all. Ooh. It's a Netflix show. Yeah. It's yucky. It's gross. I think it was on Showtime or something, but it's on Netflix. Uh, no, I haven't, I haven't been able to watch anything more upsetting than The Crown. Honestly, like right. I've, I've I've tried so many things. And then I'll just shut them off when it gets too dark. Like, I'll try to watch a police procedural or something like that. I'm like, nope, someone died. Bye. Yeah. Uh, no, well, thank you. Rain, Rain is quite violent. There's a lot of beheadings and gore and stuff. But it's very... It's the CW, so it's, like, a lot more cheesy. And okay. it's it's just, like, it's just sexy teens, basically. Like, they're all, like, in their early sexy 20 Australians. Right. Who, like... You know, they're they're all in French court, and so everyone's just, like, making out with everybody else. And they're they all, preaching? like... 
Yeah, so that where, that's where it was invented. So it's pretty, it's pretty fluff as well, and it's like I really love Mary Queen of Scots, like the story of her and everything. But so this is obviously a super accurate interpretation. Uh, no, it's so funny. I was talking to our friend Luna, who's like she's Scottish and really into history, and I was like, oh man, the show is so cheesy. Like the whole thing about like Francis, the the Dauphin of France or whatever, who she married him, and then he died of an ear infection or something like that, and he was apparently like. Dumb baby. He was apparently really sickly and kind of weak and I think disabled in some way as well in his legs or something like that. But then he's like, of course, this like handsome blonde actor. And the way that they got around that was like, oh, I just had it was a really bad uh, painter painted my portrait. (laughs) So that's why I looked like a sickly (laughs) whatever because I just had a bad artist. That's (laughs) so dumb. That made me think. That makes me think of um, uh, uh, someone's. A comedian's joke that, uh, you know, it's always good to repeat people's jokes, but Sophie Bottle, who's a Vancouver comic, who talks about how, you know, if you were a lady in the past and it was time for your portrait to be painted, the king would be like, all right, we're going to get the best portrait painter in the land. Well, not like the best one, right? Like, <laughs> you want your cellulite and stretch marks to be softened. So I don't want the best painter. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. But, like, a really shitty painter would really ruin your history, pretty much. Be like, oh, remember how his one eye was, like, twice the size of his other eye? (laughs) Well, like, that accurate portrait of Churchill in the crown that he burned. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's apparently, like... It looked too, too much, much like, like him, and he was not... Because he's 80 like, years old, and it had, like, multiple strokes. He's like... Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. what he seemed to say. <laughs> I curate. I'm like, that's not what I look like. This is what I look like. So. Yeah. Yeah. You could, before you put pictures online, you mean? Or? Well, definitely for that. But even just in my own mental image of myself. Hey, like, yeah. like, don't like that. That can go over there. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that. For I sure. wish I always yeah. looked in pictures like I do in my mirror. Exactly. Because yeah. I look so good in my mirror. I know. And then it's you like, try to take a picture of yourself in your mirror and it doesn't work. It's <laughs> just like everything's melted and horrible. <laughs> God, I've, I've, I've gotten a little bit more relaxed about other people taking pictures because any pictures taken to me on stage are from like three feet below me. Which is the best angle is the anti MySpace angle. Right, exactly. It's great. So I have so much more chin than I think I do. Mm. Just like just from that angle. Just <laughs> well, it's one of the inherent benefits of being short because that yes ideal angle is most people's <laughs> regular perspective height. of you. Yeah. It's tough to be yeah tall guy McGee over here. <laughs> I somehow get by. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's it's not like me to rewatch TV shows that much. I kind of get, uh, when I already know what's going to happen, I get pretty bored. Yeah. But, like, I'm probably in my third or fourth watch through of the first three seasons of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is really, oh. it's just very soothing. It's weird. I don't really like cops, so I don't know why I like the show so much. Because they're all such sweeties. Yeah. I just really like Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. He's the best. It's, I'll have to give it a try. I'm looking for something. I'm it's watching really... Deep Space Nine right now. Ooh. Oh! I I could go with it's a rewatch of, of Deep Space oh, Nine. Really? Yeah, that's my favorite television show ever. Run through. I've seen when growing up, I would see episodes like yes. randomly, mm-hmm. but then this is more systematic. So. It's a super uh, like serialized show yeah. in terms of like it actually you have to watch all of them kind mm-hmm. of in exactly. order, yeah. unlike TNG where you could kind of just drop in anywhere and That's get right. what's going on. Like yeah. there's a real arc yeah. to DS9, which is I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. I lit up when you mentioned it just oh, now. Ed hasn't show. seen it and <gasps> he really wants to, so I'm like, ooh, ooh rewatch. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. great. That's like a big part of like why Bob and I are friends. Even oh. it's just because that we both. We 
we both like the same kind of music in a lot of ways, but also just that we always have Star Trek stuff. So he would, he would, he would used to have Star Trek showings at his old apartment <laughs> and like nice. 10, 15 people would go over and just like eat pizza and watch Star Trek. And it was nice. the best. We'd like pick the best episodes yep. to watch. It's like, let's not watch the one that makes me cry like a little bitch <laughs> from DS9. Aww. And he learned Klingon for your wedding. Yeah, he did a speech in Klingon at my wedding. I think I saw a video of that. <laughs> it's really, incredible. Nice. It was one of the most generous things anyone's ever done for me. <laughs> Is fake learned fake languages. Yeah. <laughs> Just to make me laugh. Ah, 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 ha, ha. <laughs> this is Klingon laugh. Oh, that's great. It was really good. Yeah, I have a picture of me with uh, General Martok and um, nice. uh, Chancellor Gowron that's nice. really quite amazing. Yeah. They're in their full costume. Amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. I have to maybe put that up, or if I haven't put it up with I think an episode you have, four. I think you have. Yeah, I, I get very excited about it. Like that, that's exciting. You just put it on a t-shirt and wear only that for the rest of my life. <laughs> just like, ask me about the time. <laughs> I hung out with a Star Trek. Didn't you say that like there was a breakfast buffet or something? There and was. And then it was like, this tiny box of cereal has no honor. Has no, these, these cornflakes have no honor. <laughs> it was great. You paid 40 bucks to go and have breakfast with the Klingons in their full Klingon regalia. That's amazing. Oh. And they just walked around like stabbing tiny boxes of cereals at the continental breakfast with their ceremonial daggers oh, and tearing them open thing. and scattering was the cereal. Here in the city? Yeah, it was at the Sheraton Wall Center. Oh my oh. god. It was a trip. I had such a good time. Oh, I would love to oh, go to that nerd shit. Like that. That it was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah, Death Nine is my absolute favorite. So I where how far are you into it? We're watching season 6 right now. Oh wow, it's like well in. Yeah, nice. well it, I'm a binge watcher, so Hey, that's the best way to go Burn about things. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> I mean, it's probably terribly unhealthy, but I did yeah. the same thing for sure. Yeah. yeah, I haven't watched that in a... Excuse me, I haven't watched that in a while, and I would really like to watch it again. It's comforting, even though it's kind of a hard show in, in yeah. comparison, because, like, bad stuff happens. Like, they're and in a war. it makes me angry sometimes. Like, sometimes I don't like how certain characters are, like, handled or how they treat other characters or how who they get who gets in trouble for what shit and who doesn't yeah sometimes mm. i'm like that wasn't That's fair you injustice sh- you shouldn't be forgiven so easily when so and so had to go to jail for i'm curious i'm curious yeah, who who's this but what if someone else hasn't seen it um Spoiler alert! Yeah, from for a show that's like fucking fifteen years old. <laughs> um. Well, okay. So when Captain Cisco is dating the freighter captain, yeah, and she's like smuggling, mm-hmm. but the Star Trek guy is converted to the Resistance, and he is also arranging those medical supplies. Addington, or, uh, he- Harrington, Eddington, Eddington, Eddington. Yeah, he's. Like, Cisco is enraged with him and has, like, this personal vendetta for years trying to catch him and put him in jail. But then the merchant freighter goes to jail for six months and comes back and he's like, I love you. I missed you. <laughs> and he was so moralistically high groundy over the other guy. Actually, that's fair. Come mm-hmm. to think of it, that was yeah. pretty much the same deal. Um, he was so mad at Eddington. Yeah. He was like his goddamn Moby Dick. Yeah. <laughs> he's and- Captain A having him really hard. Who's who's Captain Ahab and who? So, uh, oh, uh, sorry. Captain Cisco is being like Captain Ahab chasing the white whale. No, much. exactly. Yeah. And it's like he becomes obsessed with Captain. this guy. It's too much. And then, yeah. Like in. Why don't you just like draw a picture of you kissing him? Yeah, if you exa- want to. exactly. Clearly. <laughs> so yeah, and then other similar moments where I'm just like, no, that's not 
how yeah, there's 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 unfairness in that show, yeah. which it doesn't come up into. TNG is more utopian, I think, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, and I think yeah. that's why a lot of people don't like DS9. They're like, it's dark. They don't go anywhere. Yeah. Nothing happens. I'm like, so much fucking happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just pay attention. I was really, I really liked getting to see things that weren't just the Borg. Yeah, you know, like the very interesting mm-hmm. concept. I yeah. like the Borg is a really scary. Uh, but after a while, like, that's why I didn't like Voyager very much. Because, like, yeah. I've already been scared. I've seen the movies from TNG. Yeah. Like, I've seen all of TNG. Yeah. So I've, they've explored pretty much everything that's interesting there for right. me. And so when they came back to, like, more human-type yeah. uh, conflicts, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's more individuals against yeah. individuals and the more complexity of, like, motivation. And, yeah. and like, Gul'dukat is my favorite Star Trek villain of he, all time. There's so many reversals, too. Like He's such a complicated character. Yeah. And I just yeah. love watching him. And I love the Cardassians. Yeah. They're so... I don't know. They're just... It's such a great show. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. I yeah. love it. It's a good time. It's a good time. It's and just really Garrick and Julian Bashir. I love them. There, that's my Julian OTP. drives me nuts. I, oh, he's yeah. so I annoying. Can't handle him. He's yeah. such a shithead. He's yeah. beautiful, though. So yeah. pretty. <laughs> he looks really good now that he's aged up a bit because he was a little tiny baby in that show. Oh, and yeah? now he's like... I'll have to he was in Game it. of Thrones. Uh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, he's the Dornish Dorn, yeah. guy, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he looks right. good with that little scraggly beard. Into it. Yeah. <laughs> Alexander Alexander Siddig on his, his face? What? <laughs> so, oh my God, Siddig on his face. <laughs> Siddig's actually his first name. I read his name is like oh. Siddig Alphadil, but oh, that wow. was a little bit too Muslim-y for America. Oh, really? Go figure. Huh. So he's like, I'll just be Alexander Siddig then. Okay. He has like this like super long 15 name name. Right. Which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It'd be really hard to fill in enough form. Yeah. Not enough boxes. Yeah, I guess yeah. maybe maybe names will get shorter the more bureaucratic our society gets. Do you think? <laughs> just numbers. <laughs> yeah. uh, my name is just blurp. Yeah. <laughs> just a sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> just an emoji. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly where I was going with it. <laughs> Hello, my name is winky face emoji. That's actually quite a mouthful. So. <laughs> Mine is poo with eyes. <laughs> I like that one. There's it's a live <laughs> a live poop coming right out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you looked at me like I was so gross for saying jobby earlier. <laughs> oh, oh I don't know what's wrong with me. Yes, I do. Um, I remember somebody saying something about like we're we're receding back to hieroglyphics basically mm-hmm. <laughs> like right. language is becoming more pictorial but like is that more accessible maybe cross cross-cultural I don't know. emojis. I don't know. I I like having more ways to communicate. Yeah. See about the t- texting thing. Tess and I were talking about that last night about how uh, um, what our hierarchy of preferred communication methods oh, yeah. are. I, I did know. that at work as like an exercise when you first like hire a new person. Like, right. you know, for urgency sake, like what do you prefer first? And yeah. then how do you escalate it? Yeah. You know, like... You know, I would rather get an email for everything, but if yeah. it's like really urgent, then text me and then yeah. maybe call mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, or with friends, I, I if you want to chat on the phone, text me first. Yeah, like, so you can psych yourself up. So we can like have a, a conversation. Schedule, yeah, that's yeah. planned as opposed to like I don't know if you were just calling for a quick favor or if you suddenly we're going to be engaging. Yeah. Well, also, I just think someone died, so 
That, yeah, that Heads up too. first, like, I'm going to call. Nothing's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> My parents have started doing that with me, which oh, is really nice. Oh, that's nice. That's very yeah. considerate. Yeah. They still leave me voicemails, though, so they're dead to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love them. Um, the uh, But what we figured out was... was our, we, our favorites were pretty much on par. She does, she does a lot of video chatting with her friends from far away, and I don't like mm-hmm. video chatting. Um, so we realized, like, okay, what we like the best is, like, heartfelt emails is yeah, top. Yeah, those are good. Mm-hmm. Or a letter, I guess. But, yeah. like, an email is more practical. I yeah. am. So instant messaging... Then text messaging, yeah. mm-hmm. then video chatting, then talking on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like, I don't know, blood necromancy communication and then talking on the yeah. phone probably is, is more accurate. Yeah. I hate the phone. God. There was a, I saw a tweet that was like, um, everyone's calling their state representatives now, like, and encouraging people to call right. their Congress people and all that. And it's like, you know, things are bad if millennials are making phone calls. You <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Shit. Hey, that's, I like that. Actually, that's a good thesis. Yeah. (laughs) You know things are bad when. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Do we all need a nap? Yeah, I think we do. Let's go maybe get some fried chicken or something like that. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. I hope everybody's all cozy in their little November cocoons. Your little November nest. And, uh. Because it's hard to hold a candle in the cold November rain. Beautiful. Thank you. See you next week. (laughs) 